Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast. I'm your host, Bunny Pounds, the president of Christians Engaged. This ministry exists to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to do three things. To pray for our elected officials and our nation regularly. To vote in every election to impact our culture and to engage in some form of civic education or involvement for the well-being of our nation. So thankful, Bunny, for what you do. A lot of people talk the talk, but you really walk the walk. I love it, love it. Love teaming up with you, Bunny. So excited about what you're doing and the people you're reaching. And And I will stand and lock arms with this woman of God, Bunny Pounds, any day of the week. Bunny, you are a new hero of mine. America is worth it. Now is the time. America needs your involvement. Please take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. Join with a movement of other Christians that are doing these three simple things that can really impact this nation. Join us. Everybody, Bunny Pounds here with Christians Engage. What an incredible month we've had talking about local government. Wow, all these inspiring stories. If you're not ready to run for school board or for uh, your city council now, I mean, how could you listen to these interviews and not be inspired? And so to continue that, I have a new friend, Terry Hasdorf from Alabama. She splits her time between Alabama and D.C. Terry, why don't you greet everybody, and we'll get right into the topic. How are you? (laughs) Great, Bunny. Thanks so much for having me on the show. It's great to be with you. Well, Terry ran for Congress like I did. Uh, She ran in 2020 in the 2nd Congressional District of Alabama, This woman is a government relations expert, an international business strategist. She's the president of Capital Solutions Consulting. And I love, Terry, part of your story is 10 years on the Hill, working for Newt Gingrich, working on the Hill, working uh, under the Bush administration, working for uh, faith and freedom there. And then you come back. Um, You're working in the office of the governor for building out a faith-based and community initiatives for the governor of Alabama. And so you've had your hands in federal uh, government, (laughs) state government, local government, everything. And then you run for Congress in 2020 um, and you were, you know, successful in God's eyes like I was. Right. We didn't win our races, (laughs) but God had another plan. And you wrote this book, Running Into the Fire. Why More Christians Need to Be Involved in Politics. And I have to say, this is one of the best books I've ever read from a Christian author on the actual Mm -hmm. process, on the process, girl. That's what we're trying to do is educate people on the process. So there's so much in this book I want to get into. Um, But first of all, just quickly tell us just a little bit of your story, Um, again, more than I just said. Uh, and then why you decided to put yourself on the front lines of the battle running um, and, and you know, how Christians can learn from that. Sure. Well, you know, I, uh, I really prayed about the decision to run and I just knew I was supposed to run. I didn't know if I was supposed to win. I just knew I was supposed to run. And, you know, um, a lot of people say to me, oh, well, you know, you didn't win. And, and, and how do you feel about that? And I think, you know, I did win because I was obedient. 
and I did what I knew I was supposed to do. And I learned so much. In fact, one of the byproducts of that was the book. So, you know, in God's economy, it was a win in so many ways. And I really feel like we have to change our thinking about this. It's a paradigm shift. Um, I named the book Running Into the Fire because I was talking with a friend of mine who also ran for Congress about the same time that I did. And I asked him, why do you believe Christians shy away from being involved in politics? And he said, because they're afraid of it, because they think of it as being dirty and corrupt. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. That's what I hear over and over. He said, but you know, what they really need to be doing is thinking of it more like people who are in law enforcement or people who are firefighters, because they're trained to overcome their fears. And instead of running away from the burning building, they run right into it. And I thought, you know, that's it. As Christians, we're called to walk in faith, not fear. And that's the difference. You have to think of it as, you know, something that this is a time in our country where we've never been closer to the brink of socialism. There are so many issues that are concerning to the body of Christ and to, you know, uh, just average Americans in general. And uh, it's an all-hands-on-deck type of, of moment. And so this is not a time to lean back. It's a time to lean in. Yes. And so I've entitled this podcast Impacting with Courage, Girl. And I am just so touched by your courage. And and you, what I love about your story, because I came into running for Congress, you know, as a political fundraiser and campaign manager. And so I knew the donors in the district. I knew the people in the area and in, even in Dallas-Fort Worth that would potentially give to my race if I could convince them that I was the worthy candidate and I had a path to victory. And so that's what I did. And I just kind of built over that day to day. But, you know, you were running, um, you know, even as a consultant in a a whole new fresh place. And I love the fact that people like recruited you to run, said, hey, you should run. And then they, you know, didn't help you financially. That must have been uh, really hard. But first of all, before we get into that, Let's talk about uh, Psalms 91, because I was really touched in your book. Uh, Psalms 91 is a favorite psalm of most Christians, you know, that we would abide in the shadow of the Almighty, that he will protect us from the pestilence. But you had a different take on pestilence. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Well, you know, I was praying one day, and um, I just felt like the Holy Spirit really highlighted that passage and I felt really prompted to go and first look it up, which, you know, it's, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler snare and the deadly pestilence. And I had always thought of that as plagues, but I, I really felt prompted to go and look up the definition. And according to the Oxford Dictionary, the definition of pestilence is also denoting something morally corrupting or fatal to the public peace or well-being. And, you know, I realize that's a more modern definition. Uh, It's something that, you know, if if you're talking to a theological expert, they would probably take issue a little bit. But for me, I found that incredibly comforting because it was it was like God's way of saying, I can protect you even from that. You don't have to be afraid of being morally corrupted. And it's just like what I was saying earlier. You have to you have to be very respectful of the environment you're going into and pray and handle it with a lot of, you know, um, uh, safety guards in place, and you obviously want to get trained, you wouldn't go running into a burning building untrained. You wouldn't go running into politics uh, and expect to be successful untrained. But it's just like anything else in life. If God calls you to it, he equips you for it. And, um, you know, the the quote that my, my friend gave uh, about, you know, being like a firefighter, 
um, and not being afraid of being uh, into something that's that's necessarily always considered dirty and corrupt. Um, if, if God calls you there, he can protect you from that. Well, and I love that you said that, too, about training, because all these Christians wake up and they're like, oh, I have a burden for America. I'm going to run for Congress. Now, listen, people, Terry and I ran for Congress because we had the expertise and, you know, we had we had been in the in the terrain, in the field for a long time. We didn't just wake up one day and decide, oh, we're going to run for Congress. And and so that's what we're trying to teach people, Terry, through our salt and light, how to impact your local uh, community curriculum and our on-ramp to civic engagement, that people can actually learn the processes in that. And that's so important. Now, let's get into you run, and then people leave you on the battleground by yourself. Mm. This this mm. is one of my pet peeves. Oh, folks, we need to have Christians running for office. And then Terry says, yes, I will run. And then people don't donate. They don't give. You said in your book, 1% of American Christians give into campaigns. And that is probably, yes, right. Um, Why should we be giving above our ties into political campaigns? People don't get a tax write-off for it. Um, It is a sacrificial gift. But why do you feel, and I know the answer to this, but I want to hear you say it, um, why is this important for our republic? Well, thanks, Bunny. You know, like you said, I almost named the book less than 1% because that's the percentage of Americans who gave to political campaigns in the 2016 election cycle. Now, that number spikes up a little bit depending on who's running, whether it's a presidential year. But that is still an abysmally low number for the amount of uh, effort that it takes to run. And what I think most people don't understand is basically when you run for office, it's like doing a marketing campaign. And, you know, that takes money. If You know, if you were to start a new business, Um, People understand the concept of crowdsourcing for starting new businesses now. That's a very common thing. But when you declare for office, you also have all these expenses that you're suddenly hit with. You may be running against somebody who has millions of dollars, and they may not be the best candidate out there. They may not even be somebody who's, who's got integrity. And so if you're up against that and maybe, you know, you're, you're, the honest one in the mix that you're not you're not willing to do things that are uh uh you know out of line to get money um it can make it very very difficult there's also um you know a lack of i think understanding in the body of christ that you're not just investing in that one race you're investing in a candidate over a long haul it takes time to build up name id and reputation you typically don't run and win the first time you do it it's like anything else you've got to get in there and you have to start somewhere so you have to think of it differently we need a paradigm shift where people consider it more like i'm investing in you as a candidate because i believe in you i believe in the integrity that you have i know that you're somebody who i've vetted out and i've prayed about supporting and I'm investing you over in, in you over a long haul, not just this one race. That is so good because what people got from that was your wealth of experience that you put in to empower the body of Christ, right? And even though I lost a race, you know, raising $970,000, which makes me ill when I think about it, you know, at the end, those donors were blessed with a national movement that's empowering the body of Christ, right? So we, right. We, we've got to think things through in a different way. So you educate people in the book. And again, everybody get running into the fire why more Christians need to be involved in politics. But you detail in a chapter about 
all the super PACs and the 501c4s and all these different groups that are out there that are vying for your money. But the best use of resources, you know, not that those groups supporting different candidates and interests are not important, but the amount of money that actually goes to the candidates from the super PACs is kind of small. I mean, there are some good and some out. Yes, many many cases. And so the best way is to give directly to the candidates. Um, Talk through how people should vet those candidates and how they should make those decisions. Sure. Well, you know, I give some real detailed information about doing this, but in a quick way, I'll just say, first pray about the candidate, do some homework, look at, you know, uh, first look at their campaign website. You always want to go and look at the bottom of the website. And if it says paid for by Bunny Pounds for Congress, you know that you've got the right place. Um, if it's, if it's anything else, if it's a pack or if it's some name that doesn't, you know, sound like the candidate's name, question that track down the candidate uh, through their website direct, um, if if at all possible. And then any money that you give uh, that goes straight to the candidate, first and foremost, is going to help, you know, with all of the different things that they need for just running their campaign. And the candidate has control over that money direct if it goes to that, that entity. If it goes into a PAC, the PAC may keep a large percentage of it. They may uh, divert it off onto other races. There may be, um, you know, all sorts of things that it gets used for in a, instead of that specific candidate that you're trying to support. When you're vetting a candidate, one of the best ways to find out about who they are is go to a town hall, go to a, a candidate forum, uh, listen to them in any kind of, you know, video interviews or radio interviews. And try to get to know them as a person. Look at what issues they've supported in the past. The best way to predict somebody in what they're going to do in the future is to look at what they've done in the past. So if they've had any kind of voting records or any other jobs that they've been in that have been political, you can look into that. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you look at who they're taking money from. Uh, you can go to the FEC reports, to OpenSecrets.org. They have a lot of information on that kind of thing. That's where you can start to get a much clearer picture. And then last but not least certainly by any means would be talk to other people that you know really are politically involved in your home state or on a national level with specific issues that you care about and ask them about that candidate because many times you know i don't have time to search through all this stuff i'll go to people that i know really do this all day every day and say tell me what your position is on this and why and then i obviously pray about it and read through it for myself but if there's ways to get that information quicker uh, from others by all means do so That's so good. And a lot of people don't understand, even if you have a big group, you know, one of my endorsers was Susan B. Anthony List, a great pro-life organization. But in reality, they could still only give me $5,000 for the primary and $5,000 for the runoff. So you might be giving towards these groups, and I praise God for a lot of them, um, because it's very helpful. $5,000 is a lot of money. I'm very thankful for that. Um, But in reality, uh, you could give to that group, but you could also max out to the candidate. And what you said was so important. You can't just people use candidates' names and pictures to give money to certain their organization. You got to really look at the fine print and not just go off of the advertisement, right? So that's- yes, and I mean, if, if you can give more than you know, there's a there's a if it's a federal office, there's a cap as to how much a person can give to a candidate. So as a, as an individual, the max I can give to a candidate is twenty nine hundred dollars. If you can give more than that, then 
then you would want to go to that candidate and say, is there a super PAC that is supporting you that you would uh, direct me towards if I want to make a larger donation? Yeah. And it is it is not illegal for a candidate to, you know, or their fundraiser to direct you towards a, a specific PAC that may be uh, in support of them. Uh, they can't have any, you know, involvement with the PAC. There can be no coordination, but they can say, yes, I'm aware that this PAC is supporting me. And they may know of one that's really good that is already in support. Uh, if it's just some random PAC that contacts you, the candidate may not even know about that PAC. And, and there are a lot of scam PACs out there where that PAC may be just using that candidate, like you said, and, and the candidate may never get the money. Yeah, I had a whole group that put out on social media and was sending out emails that they had all these grassroots volunteers volunteering for my campaign. And I like the restaurant that they took the picture in was not even in the district. Like, I don't even know where they were. So they weren't doing it. Yeah, I will, you know, I'm not going to call them out, but this is a national organization and you're like, what in the world? You know, it's craziness. So yes, do your homework, guys. Um, so let's talk about my passion. And I know your passion too, is to see more Christians get into every space of government and politics. That means campaign managers, consultants. Um, we're, we, we're seeing these uh, members of Congress, state legislators, candidates, they become more and more isolated the longer they serve in office because, number one, they're busy schedules. Number two, they d can't trust anybody. Everybody wants something from them, right? So your friendships right. get smaller and smaller. And and how can people of faith getting into these fields of leadership and walking as staff and consultants for these members and elected officials really make a difference? Well, you know, you have to think of it, uh, once again, there has to be a par paradigm shift. If you were to send somebody out onto a battlefield all by themselves and, and give them no air cover, no support, and not check in with them, you know, how could you expect them to be successful or survive? Um, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where a lot of times, even if people get involved in a campaign, once that person gets elected, they kind of forget all about them until maybe they do something wrong that they don't like, and then they jump up and down and say, you know, oh my gosh, uh, why, why are you doing this? But um, what I try to really encourage people to do is keep in touch with that candidate. If you have helped them on that campaign, they're going to know who you are, or they're going to appreciate that you supported them. And they're going to give you more, you know, attention than somebody who didn't um, a lot of times. And so it, it's great if, if you already have that, that you can stay in, involved and, you know, praise them when they're doing something right. Don't just wait for them to do something wrong. Stay engaged after they get into office so that when there's an issue that you care about or something that you're concerned about, they will take the time to, you know, pay attention to your thoughts on that. Um, it's just like anything else. Politics is a numbers game. And if we're not even playing and we're not involved, we really don't have a right to complain about it later if the results that are happening are not what we want. We have to be politically engaged all the way through the process from the start to the finish. So good. I've learned from the Jewish community. They they do a really good job. Um, you know, I'm just calling out an organization just as an example, but APAC does a great idea of hooking up activists in each community with the members of Congress, and they get their cell phone numbers, and they build relationships with them. And they donate their, to their campaign, and they, you know, become a part of their life and friendships, showing up at their events. And through that, they're building a relationship where if something does hit the fan— you know, and that member decides to vote against Israel, that they have their cell phone number and they're going to call them out in a nice, friendly way. 
Um, but that's mm. something that we haven't done so well in the Christian community, and we're calling the church to that. So what are you seeing, Terry? I know we're seeing a groundswell of people that are very concerned about their school boards, are starting to wake up that, you know, activism should start locally, that our counties and cities impact our life much more than we uh, suspect. What are you seeing in that realm? And as someone's listening to us or starting to connect with this idea of going further than just praying for America, how do you advise them to start moving forward? Mm, you just touched on something that's so critical, Bunny. You know, those school boards, those uh, election official positions, all of these things on a local level are so critical. And I think, um, you know, obviously we need more people that are good, solid people to run for those positions. That's where there's just been so much, uh, you know, the rubber meets the road in, in a lot of these small town decisions. And um, we need more people to obviously serve not only in, in those uh, roles, but, uh, you know, if you've got somebody who's good, who's already in that role, we've got to get behind them and really support them. They've got to have air cover because so many times they are up against incredible battles right now. And they, a lot of times what people don't understand is, is, you know, if you have a constituency that is really vocal, that is supporting a particular way of, you know, a, a particular issue or, a, 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 you know, mindset behind something, it makes it much easier to fight on behalf of that than if everybody's just kind of quiet and you're the only one out there sort of like a lone wolf. It's, uh, it's hard. And especially when you're coming up against things where there's a lot of funding coming in from far left groups. Um, to push back on this, there's a lot of people that, you know, will counteract anybody that, um, that may be coming in from a conservative mindset. So they really need that support. So getting to know that person personally, finding out what their struggles are, getting involved in the meetings that they're hosting, making sure that you get other people to come, uh, calling in on radio talk shows or, or TV shows or, or participating in meetings and asking questions. Sometimes those things can do more good than anything else just because it helps them be able to point to it and say, well, I'm hearing very strongly from my constituency about X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, I can't compromise on that. So good. And if you see a news, you know, your local newspaper has a hit piece against the member of Congress or somebody that you love that's standing up for your values, you know, write an op-ed, send in, you know, a comment. Uh, but all of that stuff is very, very helpful. And that's what we try to do, guys, is try to train you on these practical solutions. Um, it's not enough anymore for the body of Christ to just wring our hands and say, I'm praying for the sweet by and by. No, we've got to get involved. You know, Jesus is coming back. But until that day, we're to occupy till he comes. And we're supposed to be salt and light and impact our communities. And what better way to do that than um, to operate in courage? So, Terry, bef before we close, I'm going to have you pray over everybody that's listening to this that needs some courage, right, to stand out there. <laughs> but before she does, I want to highlight two resources, guys. We've got our Salt and Light, How to Impact Our Local Communities curriculum that came out in December. We're highlighting this, that, that this month because we're preparing for city elections all over the country. Uh, this is not an off year. City elections are happening. In Texas, we've got city elections happening in May. So be looking for that. Um, but Connect with us. Watch those videos. That's 29 bucks for eight hours of curriculum. I teach a whole hour on how to run a local campaign. Just that one hour alone is worth $5,000, believe me. Um, and then our Engage book just came out. So we've got Pray, 
whoops, pray, vote, <laughs> and engage. So you can now buy all three books. Um, but the Engage book are $5 each, and it's Engage Kingdom Involvement from a Kingdom Perspective. I'm very thankful for my co-writer, Scott Jones, for helping me put these three books together. So it's Scott and I in our own voices talking about prayer voting engagement. So check that out in the Christians Engage store and buy this bundle for a friend and get them involved. And buy Terry Hasdorf's book, Running Into the Fire on Amazon and wherever you get your books, okay? Terry, will you pray over us um, just some fire courage, sister? Because uh, I, I, I believe there's some people watching us right now. They're like, what am I watching and why am I watching it? And it's because God's trying to speak courage into you to be a donor, to be a volunteer, to start engaging somewhere in this space. So let's pray over those folks. Absolutely. Well, Lord, we just thank you for this incredible nation that you've given us to steward. God, we know that you have called us to walk in faith, not fear. And so, Father, I just pray that you would guide and direct our steps as a, as a people, as the body of Christ, and help us to walk out what you have called us to do, uh, to rise up at this time when we are so needed, to come together, to have a kingdom mindset towards politics and government. And Lord, I just pray that you would um, just give us the courage to, to do what you're calling us to do. Uh, I just pray for wisdom and discernment for those who are listening to this to know exactly what it is that you're putting on their heart. I pray, Lord, for wisdom and discernment about who to vote for, who to give to, who to support. Lord, I just ask that you would just give us a greater portion of um, fearlessness when it comes to serving in this way. And Father, I just pray that you'd help us to be a support and an encouragement to those who are called to run and serve in government. Help us to have godly wisdom to know how to come alongside them and be armor bearers and encourage them and pray for them, but also get in the battle with them and help them to do what you have called them to do. Lord, we just thank you. I thank you for Bunny. I pray that you would bless this ministry in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Terry, and we'll see you soon. Thanks so much, Bunny. And hey, if folks want to check out my website, they can also order the book there. It's godovergovernment.com. We want God over government, not the reverse. Amen. God <laughs> over government. And this is just the beginning of a great relationship with Terry and I. We're going to charge the hill together in one way or another. So thank you, Terry, again. We'll see everybody next week. Thank you so much for joining us for this incredible podcast. What in the time we've had. We love you so much. We love being in your life. Have you subscribed? Have you shared this with your family and friends? Please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, wherever you get your audio or video pods. We need your help. This mission is undergirded by individuals just like you that support this ministry monthly, annually and whenever you think about us to be able to reach over a million Christians in the next two years. That's our goal. We want to empower a million Christians around America to pray, vote, and engage regularly. Will you help us? We're here to do that and we need your help. I want to say thank you to our partners at The Stream. What an incredible online publication put out by James Robinson and Life Outreach International as we come together across denominational lines as believers to discern what God's saying about the news of the day and to hear from different viewpoints. Check out the stream, make it your homepage and get on their email list. This product is amazing. 
Also, our partners at Edify app, put out by Christian Post. This podcast app is a convergence of Bible teachers around America. We're excited to be a part of Edify app. Check out all their other podcasts. Thank you so much again for caring about this nation. We're here to help you pray, vote, and engage. We'll see you next week.